next on MLR Weekly, head coach of the New England Free Jacks, Scott Matthew, Brian Ray of America's Rugby News with previews and opinion, John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning's Coffee Break with MLR headlines and news, and the best recap in the MLR. Rugby Wrap-Ups MLR Weekly brought to you by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig & Whistle, New York City. The world's best rugby pub. And Lean and Limber. Stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. to MLR Weekly as presented by Rugby Rep of Matt McCarthy in New York City. And again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. And again, we have a great show for you. So you won't be disappointed. We've got the head coach of the high-flying New England Free Jacks, Mr. Scott Matthew. We grill him with all the tough questions. We also have Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News giving previews and opinion. We have yours truly doing the best recap in Major League Rugby. And yes, I'm talking about myself, so you can take that with a grain of salt. And before we do any of that, we have our recurring segment, Rugby Mornings Coffee Break with MLR News slash headlines with Mr. John Fitzpatrick. John, it's always great to see you, but again, what's with the tie, guy? Matt, I'm wearing a tie again because so long as the Toronto Arrows keep pulling off ties, I'm going to keep putting them on. And what are you going to be pulling off if they win? Once you find out in round 15 and on my OnlyFans channel. Or oh, cliffhanger. Next! Hey, Old Glory DC, speaking of ties, they were fortunate to escape with just a tie when they played on Thursday night and remained in second place in the Eastern Conference after both Nola Gold and Rugby ATL failed to pick up any table points in round 14. But, Matt, I got to ask you, Old Glory DC, they played on Thursday night, as I just mentioned, only three or four days after playing in round 13. 13 two or three days four days that seems like too short of a turnaround what do you think uh on the surface it's horse hockey you know you, you've got a thursday night game proven concept a failed concept in the nfl and here we are doing it there's got to be some other alter ulterior motives or reasons for them to do this and if there's not you got to stop it immediately thursday night games in this league with the budgets as they are is horrific and dc in a playoff race. If they were well-rested, they would have won. Next! Hey, let's go down to Dallas, where they picked up their second win in franchise history and their first win on the road by beating Rugby ATL. But Matt, I want to harken back to our episode here in, in April, after Dallas picked up their first win in franchise history. We asked the question, would Dallas win another game this season? And the consensus seemed to be that, yes, they would, because teams would rest their starters down the stretch. But Matt, did you think Dallas would beat a team like Rugby ATL that's in the thick of a playoff race? Yeah, I I love Dallas. I think they're a much better than than you think team. They don't they don't uh, quit. They play 80 minutes. They play on the road. Ask New England 10-9, right? Ask Chicago. Uh, this is a decent team. Inexcusable loss for Atlanta though, and maybe it's the curse of of the management's uh, fixing that some, something that wasn't broke. Uh, but or you know whatever and we talked about it briefly on the rugby odds this week uh, it's inexcusable inexcusable loss for a team in a playoff race and that's not knocking Dallas 
Next! It's certainly not peachy there in Atlanta, but hey, let's move over somewhere where it's sunny, San Diego, where the Legion returned to action in round 14 as they host the New York Ironworkers. If the Legion win this game, that'll be their 10th straight win, tying the record set last year by the New England Free Jacks. Will the San Diego Legion beat New York in round 15? New York, we don't have their roster right now. We know San Diego is pretty darn healthy and they're coming off a bye. New York's coming off a bye, but they've had a spate, a slew of injuries, if you will. And are they healthy? Is a Jack Hyten going to play? Is a Brendan O'Connor going to play? Is a Nick Mayhew going to play? All key components to that team. Are they going to be back? If they're back, New York's got a puncher's chance and keeping this one close. And if they can keep this one close, historically, they give San Diego problems. I think New York can end the streak. Next! Matt, last but not least, it must be the nice weather sweeping across the country as we head towards the unofficial start of summer. But the New England Free Jacks set a new home attendance record in round 14, and the Utah Warriors announced a sold-out crowd over 4,500 fans all great signs but matt are we going to see another ten thousand person crowd before the end of the season well first of all they're doing everything right in new england and, and i may or may not be saying that because our featured guest this week is head coach scott Matthew of new england but uh answering your question i don't think we're going to see another ten thousand fan regular season match this year next well bah humbug matt jeez you're going to end the segment on that Listen, as John Adams said, facts are stubborn things. And that's a lot of fans. I mean, you know, I'd love to see it. I'd love to be wrong. I'd love to see the San Diego fans pack that uh, Snapdragon Stadium for New York this weekend. Why not? You got the defending champs coming in, San Diego. Go to the game, God damn it! Anything else, John? Sesquipedalian. That's all I got, Matt. Sesquipedalian. It's the... $20 word in a 10 cent conversation. On that note, I want to thank Mr. John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning. Don't go away because we're not going away. We have our recap, the best goddamn recap in Major League Rugby right now with yours truly. Plato once said that ties are like kissing your sister, which is confusing because he meant his, not yours. So Plato would have loved Toronto. As the Arrows tied an opponent for the second straight week, much to the chagrin of Old Glory DC, who had to play on short rest and travel to Canada. Nine tries were tallied on the night as the Arrows survived a yellow card and frustrated the team from the nation's capital, the USA's, not Canada's, in the red zone. Ironically, DC's Canadian Kyle Bailey tackled the most Canadians and led all tacklers with 19. Final score, 29-29, but once again, Old Glory gets key points in that Eastern Conference playoff race. The Devil went back down to Georgia looking for some souls to steal in the form of the Dallas Jackals. Irregardless, wait, that's not a word. Regardless of whose souls were stolen, rugby ATL fans had their hearts broken as diehard Dallas, trademark, jackaled their very first win on the road from an Atlanta team that continues to confound slash disappoint, sabotaging their chances to make the postseason tourney. 
Dallas did all the little things, winning the battles in the scrums, lineouts, and restarts, all on the road. The upstart Dallas Jackals doubled their win total, 27-19. With the backdrop of Utah's magnificently majestic mountains, the Utah Warriors and the Houston Sabercats engaged in a wild Western Conference showdown. Henry Bell, Calvin Whiting, and Yuri Von Buren combined for 46 tackles. Warriors all, which along with some great rugby, got the sellout crowd going. In a hotly contested match, the home underdogs declawed Space City's Cats and Gideon Van Vyck just enough, earning a hard-fought and crucial victory, 34-28. In the Pacific Northwest, I just love saying that, Seattle and the Chicago Hounds combined for 26 penalties. That's just downright naughty. But the visitors from Chi-Town also got a yellow card. Further, Seattle made it into the tri-zone five times while Chicago made it there but once. Another tough loss for the Hounds, who find themselves all alone at the bottom of the Western Conference. Seattle, meanwhile, keeps the heat on San Diego for first place in the West. Final tally, 35-13, rookie ecstatic. The NOLA Gold went into Quincy, Massachusetts, seeking a positive result just to remain in the Eastern Conference playoff race. But the Free Jacks, playing in front of their raucous, rowdy crowd, were the only ones with a positive result. And man, was it positive. New Orleans concedes eight tries and manages only three points on a penalty goal in a 50-3 lopsided loss that dampened their flickering postseason hopes. New England, by the way, made 252 tackles in their dominant win. And with New England's win, we have New England's head coach, Scott Matthey, waiting in the wings. But we have to take a quick break first. We'll be right back. Need a great price on a new vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. Easy Price shows you our lowest prices on the Mid-Atlantic's largest selection. Find your best price online or at any of our 31 dealerships. It's easy at Sheehy. Hey, you need rugby cleats and you need them tomorrow? Well, RugbyNow.com, www.RugbyNow.com. If you order them today at 3 p.m. or by 3 p.m. New York time or noon L.A. time, they have youth cleats, male and female. They have adult cleats, male and female. You can have them by tomorrow if you order them today, 3 p.m. New York time, noon L.A. time in the United States. RugbyNow.com. Go off, yeah. Hit the ground and go off, yeah. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle on West 36th Street. This is the Rugby Odds, where an unlikely pundit panel of a wordsmith, a WWE legend, a rugby star, and a supermodel scour the globe, seeking best bets and bad behavior. Are you not entertained?
And we are back with the head coach of the New England Free Jacks, Mr. Scott Matthews. Scott, welcome to MLR Weekly. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks, Matt. Uh, always, always enjoyable. Scott, I, I, there's so much we got to talk about here. But first of all, your success with this team, once again, is stunning. And congratulations on the season so far. Yeah, thanks, man. It's uh, it's it's always good to see the side going well. Um, but uh, I reckon there's 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 a lot of people doing a lot of hard work uh, behind the scenes to get this to get us moving in the right direction. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of credit goes to to all those all those role players, but going on behind the scenes, the management staff, the players. It's, it's but it's 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 on track. But there's there's still a lot there's a lot to go, and it's the business end to, to still go. Eh? So we we got to just make sure we stay. Stay on point. All right. So, you know, I've got I've got my questions uh, and I'm I'm trying to get the proper order for these questions because I'm like, I'm ready to I'm ready to jump. I'm so excited. Coaches are never satisfied. Right. Pretty much until they hoist the trophy or the shield or whatever it's called or the cup. Um, so with that, after your win over Nola by 47 points, I believe it was 50 to three was the final finish this sentence. Yeah, we held the gold to three to three points, but <laughs> man, I'll tell you what, they uh, I'm pretty. I was pretty satisfied with yesterday's performance. How man. dare you? No, like sometimes I've I've got to a point now where like you got to enjoy some some. I mean, there's so many games that we sit as 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 a free jacks team and. We don't, we don't, we've never been a team that's liked to win by more than seven points. So when we when we get these 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 games like this, we just got to sit back and just enjoy it a bit, hey? And man, if you can't enjoy if you can't enjoy it a little bit, then sheesh, you're just going to be in a, a cycle of despair, I reckon. Eh? Are you concerned going into next week that your guys are going to be still too exhausted from running eight tries in on this weekend? No, so stop gonna... it, come on. <laughs> No, um, no, we 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 are a humble bunch, eh? Like it's a, it's a, every every week we get, as I say, we enjoy the day after, we enjoy the the, the moment of, of of getting a result like that. But when we walk in on Monday on Monday or day one, whenever it is, we really got stern things that we, protocols and things that we just make sure we reset and focus on the next game. And I think that's been part of our strength in the last the last two years is just being able to really turn the dial and switch back to okay. This is the next. This is the most important game this week. Um, there's no more important game than the next one. What was this? What was the situation with Vanderbank not taking the automatic seven? Oh, they, I, I don't know why they have that rule. To be honest, I mean, we don't want that because then we have to run back to the halfway with without any rest. So at least when you put it outside of the poles, you give the guys a breather. You can reset, ah. and get the formation ready to go for kickoff. You you stick it behind, behind the poles and you're sprinting back and the opposition's got the got the what do you call it the the favor there. So I, I, I don't know what the purpose of that rule is. I know what they, they're trying to do and create more ball and play time and get the game flowing quicker. But uh, we talked about your offense, but your defense made 252 tackles against Nolan. Ferocious defense shut down what many consider to be a pretty high potent offense in spurts to but three points in front of a great crowd you got to take pride in that it's awesome i mean it's 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 definitely the way we wanted to play the game uh, against nola and it uh that strategy definitely worked and we're able to live off a lot of their mistakes which is 
which is just uh, which is perfect for us, you know. And different games present different different ways of playing. I think the last uh, last game was 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 different to this one, and uh, yeah, just just really proud of that. I think more so that we were able to to handle it at the end there with the last couple of minutes and just not, not give them anything. I think that that speaks more for me about the team and where it's at uh, mentally, you know, just refusing to give them just one or just something, you know, and it's easy to just relax in those scenarios. And so really proud of that. Eh? Scott, I'll get you out of here in just a second, but there's a burning question across the league. Where's Waka? He's he's waiting. He's waiting. He's 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 he's, ne he's nearly ready. I think we we just had a. Um, I think when guys come from overseas, what we found is in that transfer from gr turf onto uh, grass onto turf, um, it, it's it's not always easy, uh, and it has its toll over training week. So we're just making sure that uh, um, his body is right and ready to go. Is, oh, is man. You, so it's it's a turf to it's a grass to turf thing. With like, I'm trying to find some controversy here. Throw me a bone. Uh, I'm like, okay, where is he going to play fullback? Oh, oh no, yeah. Zay. Oh. <laughs> no, man, we're excited to see him back, man. He's he's. I mean, he's he's obviously the MVP. So we're looking forward to to getting him getting him some game time. And I think you'll probably find out in the in the next few weeks, Zay. Is it like Michael Jordan coming back from baseball to the Bulls? Is that what this is? I mean, you could get, he didn't, you know, Japan was a big adjustment for him. He didn't, he wasn't, you know, he came from being MVP of this league to get to getting some play time, playing time over there. And now he's back. Is this, is this Michael Jordan returning? Um, When Michael Jordan returned, he went on another massive run, eh? He, he won another ring. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's hope that's the case, eh? Uh, you like that script. Right. <laughs> when or if you make the final in Chicago, is there a team out of the West that you'd prefer to match up against? Oh man, I'm a, to be honest. Like the, the, when we talk about talking about what's happening in the future, Chish, man, we got we got loads of things to to cross before. There's that. the coach. There's what I was looking for. Right. I mean, there. it's it's so far ahead, and we 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 know what happened last year. So I mean, we would never put anything you know ahead of that. Uh, but in a, to answer that in a hypothetical sense, like uh, I just think all those the, those those top fours. I mean, I just think the whole the, the West is doing has got some good teams. Even Chicago's put some performances. It's a, it's a real this league is it's quite. You get these teams that are performing really consistently all the time, and then you've got teams that are just off who are inconsistent. But on their day, <laughs> underestimate them at your peril, man. It might be pretty cool to, to you know, to see Woogie and Rucky in a in a some kind of fight in the ring or something. Maybe Layfield, John Layfield, the WWE guy, referees. I, I'm just I'm maybe, just throwing maybe, it out there. When we we play Seattle in a few weeks, so so we can hope get get Woogie on the plane. I see get a ring up there. See what happens. All right. On that note, Coach, I want to thank you for your time. Yeah, uh, great stuff. Uh, always a pleasure. Right? Thanks, Matt. All right, Mr. Scott Matthew, the coach of the New England Free Jacks, the streaking New England Free Jacks. We'll be right back after this. And we are back with Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News. Always great to have you, Brian. How are you? Fantastic. Lovely to be here in Utah. This terrific crowd behind me uh, taking in that that game nobody's left the stadium they're still uh you know yeah. celebrating after that terrific win by by the warriors all right so brian 
just quickly, what, what's your thoughts on the on last weekend? Well, I mean, really, the standout for me was the crowds. I mean, it's sellout uh, in Utah, sellout in Seattle, sellout in Boston. That's terrific for the league. Obviously, the weather is helping, and we kind of figured that you know as things warm up a bit things get better but it's still you know you're never quite sure right so to see that kind of uh you know fan engagement heading towards the business end of the season and we are right there so uh, uh that was fantastic all right so let's get to what's ahead of us brian uh the free jacks your free jacks against your arrows which is complicating things here so is, is it going to be a tie is it going to be a third tie in a row for the arrows is that what is that what they're doing they're mucking it up they're clogging the neutral zone they're they're playing the trap new england is effectively you know sewn up the top spot in the eastern conference they're 15 points up uh, you know they can absolutely clinch it if they have a bonus point win uh, against toronto um, I think that's probably what they will end up. I do think they're going to rotate their squad a little bit, but rotation means Bodine Waka starts. So it's not like, you know, that's, oh, joy. Uh, New England doesn't have a bad lineup, whatever they put on there. So uh, they're going to be tough. Toronto, though, two, you know, draws, kind of spoilers, draws in a row. Uh, you know, they haven't been spectacular, but they've been better than terrible. I'll give them that. They're certainly trending up a little bit, but uh, I don't think you could pick against New England in this one. D.C., Old Glory DC. This is going to be a tough one. They've got Seattle coming in. And Seattle is playing so well right now. I maybe underestimated them before. I'm not sure I'm going to do that again. They look great at the moment. But DC, I mean, you're right. They are kind of, you know, they're a tough side. They're not an easy out by any stretch where I think they're maybe lacking a little bit is is the full like uh, impact from the bench. Maybe not quite as much as, as what you might see from Seattle. But uh you know, this is a tough one to call. DC at home are going to scrap for this. They want to be in the playoffs. They know they've got to win at least one or two of these games in the, the last four. So um, I'm going to go with Seattle on the road. I think it's going to be really close. I definitely think DC can win this. Uh, it's going to be close, but I'm going to side with the Seawolves. And uh, picking up on your baseball vernacular with they're not an easy out. They are a tough at bat, DC. They, they make the pitchers battle. Uh, Houston who dropped a crucial battle in Utah, are now at home facing the Chicago Hounds. It's cats and dogs, Brian. Cats and dogs. Yeah, you know, Houston weren't bad against Utah. I mean, it was certainly a competitive game. They just kind of slipped away in that second half. It was a couple scores right before halftime. We're expecting half them early. to be more than competitive. We're expecting them to be one of the front runners in the league. That's true, but I mean, you have to give them some credit at the end. They came back, they knew that they had to get some points out of that. It was after 80 minutes, time was up on the clock, and they got the try they needed, and that's two bonus points. So that means instead of Utah jumping straight ahead of them, they're now at least level on competition points. Now Utah's ahead because the tiebreakers wins, but Utah's absolutely still in this race. So, uh, or Houston, rather, is still in this race. Uh, at home, I don't think they're going to give this one up against Chicago. Chicago did not look great against Seattle, you have to say. Uh, to their credit, they did get a try in that second half late in that game. Uh, so that's that was some, something for them. But defensively, they looked uh, really a bit of a mess in that one. You have to think that forward machine that is the Sabercats is just going to uh, roll over those hounds, I think, in Houston. I will say this. Coach Cooper of the Utah Warriors was on this program, and his team has been on a roll since. The MLR Weekly Bump, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Look it up. Google it. Google it. Uh, Utah, who we were just talking about, hosting Rugby ATL, another team that had an unbelievably disappointing performance. And at home, 
against the Dallas Jackals, who now have twice as many wins as the expansion Chicago Hounds. Yeah, uh, it's not just one disappointing performance from ATL. Those last three games were must-win, circled on the calendar, picked out by Stephen Brett saying, we need to get these points. Out of 15 points, they got seven. That's not good enough. No. Uh, I, you know, Mathematically, they're not eliminated, but I, I don't think they're going to come up with the points to get in the playoffs now. It's going against Utah, on the other hand, Joe Mono, absolutely storming game against Houston. Here, there's a guy who said, hey, Scott Lawrence is watching. I'm going to show him uh, what I can do. Uh, he was fantastic. Uh, Connor McLeod is really zipping at, at scrum half at the moment. He's linking well with Joe Hodgson. I love how way, the way Mika Cruze is playing. I got to go with Utah. San Diego hosting New York, both teams coming off buys. Yeah, and you have to figure, you know, San Diego's kind of cautiously played some of their, uh, certainly rested a few of those bodies, those older uh, players kind of in the last few games. You have to think they're going to throw their big guns out for this. And they know that New York is not a team that's going to, you know, walk in and flop. Although, you know, we have seen New York travel to California and, and not do so well before. But I don't think we're going to see that this time for New York because, uh, you know, the iron workers know that that race in the East is tight and they want to at least get, uh, you know, a home field advantage for, for one game if they can do that. Um, you know, uh, Amory coming back, he's, he's certainly uh, sparked this offense a lot. He's a big, a big return for them. So I'm interested to see what lineup New York more so than, than San Diego is going to put in here. I think it's going to be a tough game, a scrappy game. Um, I, I'd kind of like to see New York really, you know, get physical and take it to San Diego. We haven't seen a lot of teams do that this year. You know, we saw Houston early in the season do that, but, you know, not a lot of teams are putting real, real pressure on San Diego. I want to see that. And that's kind of a game that New York likes to play, you know, put it down in their end and and get those lineouts. And then you got the Dylan Fawcett special and, the, and those lineout drives. So I'd like to see them take that kind of approach and really try and bully that San Diego side, see if they can do it. And that, you know, at worst, maybe uh, get a couple bonus. So I think this would be a close one. I don't think you can pick against San Diego who won. I think that's nine in a row they've won. So I think this is the one that ties the record, uh, if I have that correct. So you do. Uh, you yeah, are correct, so, sir. Uh, you know, I'm not going to pick against them to win, but I think it'll be a close one. I'll pick against them for you. <laughs> How about that? How about that? Again, it's pending roster, if, uh, but if I got Mayhew and I got O'Connor and I got I got Heighton in there and I got Ben Bonasso healthy again, and maybe even a, a sneaky pick like uh, uh, Pongo Hakma Hakma Heine and uh, or a Joe Basser. I mean, you, the list goes on and on for New York, but any of these guys can make an impact, and that's the key key component here. But I'm sticking with my guys. I'm sorry. I'm just doing it. And final thoughts, Brian. Four weeks to go. This is absolutely it. I mean, it's do or die for all these teams. You know, New England, San Diego, we've been saying it now. Um, although, you know, San Diego, even on that terrific run that they've gone on, they're only five points ahead of Seattle. So, you know, maybe not as automatic as we thought as the top in the West. So that's certainly, you know, up for grabs now. New England's got the East, but... Man, you still got Old Glory, New York, ATL, NOLA kind of in that mix, even though D.C. and New York are looking a little bit better. In the West, you know, you've still got Utah and Houston neck and neck. So we've still got some games to play. And, man, we said the, uh, the uh, you know, the lesser teams would play a part. Toronto now two draws in a row that everyone expected them to lose. And certainly Dallas beating ATL uh, on the road. Who would have predicted that? I did not so that's fantastic i'd love to see it so uh really exciting uh, end of the season ahead 
Great season, great competition, playoff spots coming down the wire. If you're the commissioner or the CEO or whomever the power would be, you have to be happy the way with the way this is working out. The teams and the fans are all biting their nails to the quick, but that's what you want in professional sports, right? And on that, I want to thank Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News, Mr. John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning, Coach Scott Matthew of the New England Free Jacks. And thank you for tuning in. Please check out our other shows, including the Rugby Odds, the College Rugby Wrap-Up. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Tell your friends about us. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. It's not painful. And please join our American Red Cross blood donor team. 